Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keith, and I'm a chef, food stylist, and culinary instructor in New York City. Every Sunday night, I invite an industry lady friend over to my swanky Lady Lair apartment and teach them how to create a meal with ingredients I have on hand. We drink wine, chat about pop culture, and embrace the notion of everyday cooking and celebrations. This is not your mother's cooking show. Nothing is prepped or styled here. This is real life. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. We have two wonderful guests to round out the year. They are the hosts of a wonderful podcast that I, the content I know nothing about. It's about football. But their podcast, Shooting the Breeze, B-R-E-E-S-E, is a great podcast and it looks at college football. They're actually transitioning into doing college basketball as well. But Mike, one of the hosts, is a friend of mine from Summering in Montauk. And if you know anything about Montauk, you know that it's lots of fun there. So obviously he is tons of fun. And not only are they knowledgeable, but we kind of crack beers before noon and sit around and we make this delicious fried chicken tender salad. So everything about this podcast screams 2017 to me. This was a great year. I'm so grateful for everybody who's listened, all of our sponsors, our guests, and the delicious food that we have been able to make. So happy 2017. I have no doubt that 2018 will be even better for everybody. And I have fun things coming up, lots of fun things. So happy holidays, happy new year, and enjoy this lovely podcast. Welcome to Lady Lair Live, guys. This is just, this is, this is also just like, I have really, no idea. It's just really tight. So, I can't even get this right. We're doomed. <laughs> John looks adorable. So there we go. Even if we screw up this meal. You guys look awesome. Okay, so introduce yourselves, um, and then I'll tell you a little bit about Lady Lair Live. I'll tell you what we're cooking, and then uh, you guys are going to throw in what your two cents are to this, because it's going to be very helpful to me. <laughs> sure. Uh, so John and I, um, we host a weekly podcast centered around college football and uh, also kind of the, the culture around football, where the food, the beer, you know, the tailgating, that whole element. And John is our, our beer expert, so he's really brought a, a new level to the program this season so that uh, every pick that he makes ties back to a beer. And really, I mean, it's perfect for me because just like cooking, I'm not really that familiar with some of the intricacies and the language, and I get intimidated, so I end up just getting like a Bud Light. But John has really emboldened oh, me to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a time and place for everything. That's kind of my view on beer. I'm not like a, I try to be a snob about it. Like, there's a time and place for Bud Light and Natty Light. You know, I grew up with all that stuff in college, and there's still a nostalgia factor to that. So, uh, but I feel like I've evolved my palate somewhat through uh, self-teaching and just a lot of really dedicated research in the uh, the beer world. Okay, so where's the beer? First oh, off, you never named your point. names or the podcast. Sure, that's probably important, yeah. It's kind of 101. Huh? We're just phenomenal at uh, self-promotion. So uh, I'm Mike Calabrese. This is John Kibler. The name of the podcast is Shooting the Breeze. We also have two other co-hosts, Ryan Camp and Matt Mitchell. Um, we do it remotely uh, for half of the podcast. Matt is in upstate New York. But we do it at the crossover uh, studios. I think might be a little bit generous, but yeah. we we have a room set aside every week, and uh, that's where we take shooting the breeze. I didn't even know that. So you do it in a room. So yes. it's like that's why it sounds so good. 
We have that, and we also yeah. use uh, Uber Conference so that we get him in, and he's always on a hard line. So yeah. it, it sounds pretty good. I do a little mixing. Breeze through your last name. Yes. B R E E S E. Yes. So uh, there is a, a phony baloney shooting the breeze that I think is about like fishing or I know, like. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So if you stumble into that one, you'll know pretty. So we're beefing with them. They're rivals. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are better. Um, yeah. So it goes back to the first question. Where is our beer? I should probably get that. So I can get that first and foremost. I'll be right back. I'll, I'll make sure to throw in some shade on uh, on John here while he's grabbing the beer. But uh, he really had the kid gloves on early in the season. He's like, this is an IPA. <laughs> and then in this last episode, you had a, a spiced this. Mexican beer. Are you guys allowed to drink? This is also, oh, by yeah. the way, in the middle of the day. It is about 11.30 on a Wednesday a, morning. completely acceptable pre-noon beer. They, both, yeah. they literally both just showed up at my apartment. I It smells like fried chicken in here. And I'll go into what we're making. And I'm like so, I have like three days worth of dry shampoo in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not fancy right now, so this is so fun. Welcome to my world, guys. Drinking before noon. Um, we'll get into this, but I do want to taste it really quickly because I'm going to explain our dish today um, and a little bit about Lady Lair Live so that you guys can help me today. But we are making a, um, actually just made it, a fried buffalo chicken tender and a salad. So, like, kind of pleasing the men and the ladies. And I love, like, anything that's sinful, but also, like, disguisingly healthy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a big fan of, like, putting fried chicken on a salad and calling it, like, healthy. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for us with vitamins, like, just like a golden retriever, if you wrap a slice of cheese around it and give it to us, we'll, we'll eat it. So. Right, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do, and I'm going to let you guys talk about what's on deck for you in the next couple of weeks because it's a big football time. Um, but I'm just going to start cooking. So what I've got here is I have, I'm going to make the salad, comp- ah, actually, you know what, I'm going to make the chicken component first. We have, have you guys ever heard of, like, do you guys cook? I, I cook a little bit, and um, I got started with, like, Blue Apron and, you know, that kind of stuff to baby me through it, but I'm getting a little bit better. You're getting a little better. So, actually, Mike and I met because, um, well, we can't discuss anything because what stays in the Hamptons, yes, what happens in the Hamptons stays in the Hamptons, <laughs> but we met out east and he has pretty much the coolest wife on the planet like way cooler than either of us and (laughs) and um i'm curious does she cook is that what you got into because you're you're a newlywed i am a newlywed uh abby enjoys cooking um i think what's interesting about her culinary background is that kind of out of necessity she did a lot of cooking for herself and then there's a big transition from cooking for yourself kind of no frills to to kind of making it uh almost like an activity to do together so i think we've both grown through the blue apron and hello fresh to kind of go outside our comfort zone but Still kind of staying to the, the main components, like, you know, just steak and chicken. And yeah, of I don't really know how to cook fish. I'm intimidated by that all the time, and I'm always making sure that, you know, I'm cooking it thoroughly, but yes. I'm sure that that's ruining the flavor, but uh, we're both kind of growing. I, I'd like to narrate. Jibs is doing a great job. He's stirring. He looks oh, terrified. handed things, so, and I'm, trying, I'm figuring out so, how to go. So we put, I put, I, I literally had buttermilk in my fridge, which is why I thought of this. Oh, that's a spicy marinade. Thank you. <laughs> Jibs is the freshman quarterback thrown in. He doesn't know the playbook. He's going all in sync. Okay, so what we did is I put half of a quart of buttermilk into a large bowl, and then I just handed... 
Actually, I also have to say, can I call you Gibbler, like full house? Like this is. Believe me, I've gotten that. I've gotten much worse than that over okay. here. So. so I'm just gonna call you Gibbler the yeah. whole time. Kibbles and bits, Keebler elf. Like, there's a whole <laughs> lot of variants around that same. Uh... So I gave him a jar of Franks. We're using all things that men have in their pantry. So buttermilk you might not have, but buttermilk actually is like sour milk. So you can take mm. old milk really? and put okay. a little vinegar in it. And essentially, I feel like men might have like a carton of five wine. minutes in over yes. or something. Did not yes. know that. So that and a little bit of Frank's, and then a little bit of Old Bay and salt. So I feel like Old Bay is something that a lot of guys have. So just give me like a sprinkling of that in there, and then I'm gonna have you do the same with salt. You can probably put a little bit more. So gentle, it's just so a gentle. Touch. That was really just a <laughs> good touch. Very dainty. <laughs> salt uh, Bay. Yeah, I know. I no, so give me a good out. sprinkling of it because we're not gonna use all of it. So think of it that way. Yeah. You can pick it up and do that. A little bit more. So about a teaspoon, I'd say, guys, just in there. And then we're going to put our, I'll take this back from you, we're going to put our chicken tenders in here to marinate while we just talk about what you guys are up to. So we have, these are white meat chicken tenders. They're actually, chicken tender is actually a different part of the breast. Mm. Do you guys know that? So no, it's actually not, really. not the breast. It's underneath the breast. There's like another layer called the tender. But now it's like pop culture to have chicken tenders. So let me just put mm. this in here so you don't have to touch the chicken. Okay, so give that a mix, and we're just going to let this marinate for like uh, a couple minutes while we chit-chat and get our oil up to temperature. Okay, see that was so hard, right? This is shockingly easy so far. Shockingly <laughs> easy. Okay, awesome. I'd love to hear that. Okay, so tell me what you guys are working on the next couple weeks. And I'm curious, do you guys take a hiatus when football season is over? So I'm actually transitioning in our college basketball podcast, which is oh. with separate hosts. I try to bring in experts for that, and we're going to have an inclusion of hard liquor as opposed to beer. So we're going to do reviews because of bourbon. Because why and... only drink beer at 11.30 a.m.? Why not right. do, yeah. do hard alcohol? <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Beer is just a gateway to get to that alcohol. But for the football podcast, we've already we've broken the bowls in half. There's 41 bowl games, which is just absurdly awesome. The right. way we like to think about sure. it. Um, okay. So we did a minor bowl episode, which breaks down some of the smaller games that are you know take place during the week. And uh -huh. there's like 7,000 fans, mainly you know direct family members in the crowd, all the way up <laughs> to our right. Yeah, exactly. Girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> and then our second part of the bowl extravaganza is the major bowls, and that's the one that everyone's familiar with. You know, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta. Um, so when it comes to coverage of all of the bowls, it's. Uh, it's something that stretches beyond just sports because it's something that's always on at the holidays. You know, everyone can kind of identify. So the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. This is the 104th Rose Bowl. Okay. So there's all kinds of like crazy factoids. Like they've played every year uh, since like the early 1900s, except one time they canceled it because uh, World War II was going on on the West Coast. They were like the Japanese are going to bomb us. Don't worry, they didn't cancel the game. They just moved it to Durham, North Carolina. So college <laughs> football, it, right. soldiers it on through it everything. It does. It really does. And the same for the Sugar Bowl. There's so much tradition, and when I think about, like, holiday revelry, I think about, you know, Bourbon Street and you right. know, people being excited down there. So it's not just us picking the games. It's us also getting into Jibs' beers and getting into some of the, you know, more cultural items of, you know, bowl season. I love how you called it cultural items. Like, it is a culture in <laughs> of itself, it especially if you go down south it and the SEC nation. And, um, I went to Wake Forest, and so we were ACC, and we are terrible now, but... There was a time when we were in the Orange Bowl, I think, three of the four years I was in college. Um, and I have family that we're going to talk about this, um, went to Clemson. 
which is like Death Valley is the end all be all of anything. Powers Rock. I mean, yeah, so much tradition. And they're in the Sugar Bowl this yeah. year. So, so a perfect tie in. The SEC has had one team in the Sugar Bowl every year since 2001, with the exception of 2012, mm-hmm. when it was a national title game rematch between LSU and Alabama in New Orleans. Um, so yeah, it's, it seems as though the South is always connected to the to the Sugar Bowl. So it's perfect this year. Well, it's also so connected to food too, which is like what I love, especially like fried chicken. <clears throat> I'm like just a huge fan of any kind of Southern food. So this is kind of a riff on that. Um, but I'm going to have you start, I'm just going to make you do everything. Gibbler, sure. Because... That's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm very good at following instructions. I'm not good at creativity. I can just do. That's fine. Told. Okay. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to put salt and Old Bay again, the two things that we used in our marinade, in our dry ingredients. And so like if you, are you, either of you Italian? I am Italian. You are. Calabrese. Yeah, you're yes. right. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like a nice excuse to pronounce my name like that. So. Um, uh, so you know how making chicken parm or your mom's making chicken parm you do egg breadcrumbs and flour i find that's just like just another bowl that gets dirty and another thing you have to buy so i'm just using the same ingredients you might not have flour on hand but maybe like you can easily buy flour for this so i just put salt and old bay in here again and then what i'm gonna have you do if you would be kind enough you're just gonna dip i'm actually gonna give you a fork because i think that might be easier than using your hand i'm gonna try to keep you as like clean and presentable when you go back to the office i'm not a germaphobe you're not a germaphobe okay so if you want to take this and then just dip it in here So we're getting it like coated in our flour, just like this, and you can kind of toss now, it. Now, is the technical term for this dredging? Dredging, okay. yeah. You're fancy. Yeah. That's it, I'm out, all right. You're out, and then you're just going to pop it right in the fry oil. That's it. Oh, okay. That's pretty simple. That's really simple. I, got, I can handle that. Right? And what kind of oil is this? Is there anything special? So or? I'm using vegetable oil. Okay. You want to use an oil that has like a high enough smoke point, so essentially the temperature that the oil burns itself. Okay. So, like, Pam has a really low smoke point, which is, like, why you brew in really nice pans if you Pam them. Um, olive oil doesn't have that high of one, neither does butter. So, I always say, it, it makes sense, but the cheaper the oil, the higher the smoke point, because you essentially have taken out all this nutritional value. Gotcha. <laughs> but people will also use peanut oil. So, peanut oil is, like, so not PC right now. Um, but if you were from the, the allergy perspective? From or? the allergy perspective. Yeah. But if you were in the South, you might use peanut oil. Um, uh, you could use canola, vegetable. I do have one question soybean. due to your southern roots. Where yeah. do you come down That's on... That's so generous because I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like four years in Winston-Salem, you know, you've you, you, you certainly My picked up. My family's in Charleston. I, feel yeah. I can handle a little, a little bit. Of, I can hang. Where do you come down on the caviar of the South, pimento cheese? Um, I don't like mayonnaise, which mm. automatically disqualifies me from being a Southerner, even uh, um, yeah, a Yeah, I feel like that's plan. in the food pyramid. It is. Yeah. It's like, but I, you know, so I don't hate it. I get it. It's just not... I just don't like mayonnaise. It makes me want to vomit. Mm. I don't have it. <laughs> Which is something you don't want in, in your culinary Mayonnaise and salmon are the only two things I do not um, like to eat. But it's funny because I make a lot of salmon for clients, which is just terrible. But it's hard because you have to taste it. And so, like, last night I made a salmon. Or not last night. Last Wednesday I made a salmon for a client. And it was really good according to everybody at the table, but I tasted it. It was still like, this is seasoned properly, and I get it, but it's just not mine. Like, the thing. Sometimes on the podcast, we have to pick teams or coaches that we don't you really don't like. like. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that happens. That makes sense. Okay, so the two bowls that we're 
we're chatting about today are the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, which you, you must have been reading my mind when we had our, our little call yesterday because I love sugar and I love <laughs> roses. <laughs> and I used to say that I, I, was, I was in high school, truth be told, a little bit of a Jersey chaser, um, just because I love all the aspects that surround sports, which I think that we're you know really focusing on today. I love beer. I love a good game. And I love really attractive men in tight pants. Mm. So, like... The gyms, too. Right? You know, it's <laughs> the only reason we got into this whole, yeah. this whole uh, you know, world. He's always, you know, late night sessions, watching game film, preparing for the next episode. So, yeah. So, okay. so we're, A little good locker room in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys should send me into that. <laughs> into the locker room. It's going to kill any relationship that I've Uh, the Rose Bowl this year will match the University of Georgia against the University of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And a quick question for you. Oklahoma has the current Heisman Trophy winner. He's a bit of a bad boy. In terms of the Jersey Chaser pass. Can somebody grab his phone so I can see what he looks like? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's a pretty decent looking guy. Let's, let's look him up. Uh, I'll give you some of his bad boy credentials. Because on the field, he's tremendous. He certainly deserved the Heisman Trophy, which is you know, the most pre- prestigious trophy I in college sports. Yes. Um, but he did get tackled by police in the offseason for a drunken disorderly, which was on film. Um, he also got in a war of words with the University of Kansas. They refused to shake his hand at the coin flip to start the game. And then he proceeded to just crush them, grabbed his crotch, said a few four-letter words. Right, uh, that, that cross, there's a crop gra- grabbing, cross-grabbing yes. picture right there. Oh. So w- would, would, Baker, <laughs> would Baker be enough to make the trip to Pasadena on <laughs> the first day of 2018? You know what? Hold on. I zoomed out. I hit something. That's okay. Terrible. He is cute, but it's hard to tell. I don't know if I could bring him home to my mom. Mm. But I like his chutzpah. And he's kind of into <laughs> ironic facial hair. He's got the Fu Manchu sometimes. Ironic facial hair. He is grabbing his crotch in there. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Ashton Mayfield would be a great name. There you go. So I'll that's, go. That's, that's an all <laughs> name right there. I'll yes. go. Okay. Uh, they're going to play the University of Georgia, uh, two SEC teams in the college football playoff this year. So yeah. that, that game should be tremendous. And okay. then going back to the Sugar Bowl this year, it is two teams from the Deep South, University of Alabama, Roll Tide Roll, yeah. and the Clemson Tigers. Uh, really, I think that's probably going to be the better game, could okay. be a little bit closer. Um, but culturally, as, as we pointed out, and I know uh, you called me out earlier, but really it is a cultural phenomenon to go to the University of Alabama for a football game. You know, the, the whole town, the lifeblood of everything economically runs through the football program. And Clemson's very similar where, yeah. you know, even when they weren't all that successful in the 90s and early 2000s, the, the fan passion was there. And now that they've returned to glory, so to speak, you know, this is really a blue blood matchup when it comes to uh, college football. So from a, just a fan perspective, not even as a gambler or, you know, the beer connections, I'm already all in on this Final Four. But I'll let you speak to this a little bit, Chips, because I know there's so many great beers amongst these four states. Right. Well, Bama, Alabama might be a bit of an exception to that. Yeah. Like moonshine down yeah. There. I mean, they do have some. Like, again, Mike and I have actually had the pleasure of seeing a game down there. So definitely, anytime I go on any trip, that's kind of one of my things is check out the local, you know, food and beverage scene. But especially, you know, after uh, su- you ex- support after your you local businesses. The beverages, I want you to explain how you got into it too. Yeah. 
Um, Gibbler. No problem. Uh, <laughs> just a, a lot of practice drinking Yeah, beers, pretty much yeah. just, yeah, practice makes perfect. It was really just, you know, it started in college, like everyone, you know, likes to have a good time, uh, you know, off-campus parties and all that good stuff and shenanigans, but, and then, but you're typically drinking, like, kind of, you know, your macro beers, your... Bud Lights would be like kind of a you know a good day if you're able to afford some Bud Light or Miller Light. Yeah, you were like one of the first that I ran into in not a pretentious way, where it's like, why don't we spend the extra ten bucks and yeah. get a nicer keg? Where yeah. I was still bringing bottles of Sky Vodka, and I was like, this is as classy as I'm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, really, I think it actually started. There was a bar near our campus uh, that had like three dollar pitcher nights, like on a Tuesday night, yeah. had like trip, you know, trivia or karaoke or something. But then any beer on tap was. Three dollars, and they had like forty some odd different taps. So we would just we get a bunch of guys together and just go out and order. You know, you get four, five, six beers at a time. If you don't like one, even as a college student, three dollars like you can kind of. Are you afford. saying that you invented beer flights, but they were just full pints at that point? No, pitchers. These are actually oh, full pitcher pitchers. flights. Yeah, okay. so you get a bunch of pitchers, and then like if you don't want it, yeah, and you know you split a bunch, bunch of bunch of people and uh, see what you like, and you kind of learn like oh. What's this uh, IPA stuff? You know, like oh, an IPA, and you know, you kind of go from there. Like you like what you figure out, <laughs> you figure out what you like. You know, like don't laugh. I've had friends of multiple people who have actually like called it that. Really? Yeah. Again, if you don't know, you don't like. I don't hold it against them, but uh, it, it happens. You're such a he nice guy. You're such a nice guy. I would laugh at you and like jeer at that. I mean, behind their back, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's nice about our podcast. You will make fun of me right to my face, so I appreciate right. that well, kind yeah, of sincerity. Or, oh yeah, for you, I'll make fun of you to your face, but you know. You guys are gonna wait to leave to make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually impressed. Like you somehow, without actually giving me any verbal instruction. Well, some very good verbal instruction. But just point, put a bunch of stuff at me, and now I feel now like I'm cooking chicken. Yeah, yeah, now I'm frying chicken. Okay, so um, you got into beer just by drinking a bunch of different beer. Well, like by yeah, finding this bar near my college that uh, kind of provided at the right price point for a college student, and then from there, you know, anytime you come home from the holidays, a couple extra bucks in your pocket, I'd be the guy who would go splurge and buy. A case of Sam Adams or something, rather yeah. than your. You and know, also, you're very accomplished when it comes to brewery visits and tours. Yeah, that's the other thing I was saying. So, like, getting back to like the travel and stuff, we've gone to. I, tr- <laughs> I, I try not to. I don't think I've ever done that on a first date. I have taken. I have gone with significant others. He wants to bear trap, you know, ensnare them before he starts dragging. <laughs> yeah, them exactly. To all yeah, these, yeah, yeah. these breweries, but um, no. Anytime you travel somewhere, it's like. You know, try to at least drink out. drink the local beer. Same yeah. thing with food, though, too. Like I'm the same way. Like I'm not gonna go to you know. No, I don't want to offend any potential sponsors that one, but yeah, <laughs> chain, chain restaurant du jour. Like, I'm not going to go all the way to Charleston and eat at Applebee's. You know what no, I mean? Like, you're going to, it's like, it's one of the greatest food cities in the yeah. country. Yeah. TGA Fridays just unsubscribed from yeah. this podcast. I'm <laughs> furious right now. But uh, no, so they same, have, like, same concept. Five dollar apps and beers. Yeah, again, there's a time and place for that. There's a time and place for everything. Exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've been to I don't know, like probably like 30, 40 breweries over the course of my adult life. And, okay. I don't know. So I just like to check them out, and uh, I don't know. It's again, it's like gives you a good sense of the, you know, it's a good reason to explore. Sometimes they're in like kind of off-beaten paths of parts of like the city that you're going to too. Yeah. So it kind of forces you outside of like the typical downtown, you know, area of the city that you might not otherwise go to. To confirm that I am in fact Italian, Jibs is my consigliere when it comes to beer. Like he is my most trusted advisor. If we're at a place <laughs> that has a lot of good beers, just I'm, I'm in your hands and. I, as, essentially, other than that Mexican beer that made me cough on air last week. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that was hysterical. Yeah, that, that, that was not fake. That was yeah. that was really packing a punch. Were, you were really, um, you were like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, you might be a little wary of this buffalo chicken that you're making. I don't know if you can handle the spice. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, it was a beer in the style of a Mexican hot chocolate. So it was beer. It was like a stout. A milk stout, you were saying. A milk stout, yeah. but then it had cayenne pepper in it. And I guess it was a little too <laughs> I didn't much. I didn't realize I was too that much I am so soft. Um, so tell us what we're drinking today. Because I, I tasted it before we started. And it will go really, really, really well with this dish. Hopefully, yeah. It will. I, um, I know it. And it actually pairs with the... Uh, with Clemson University, and so it's, it's a brewery called Westbrook. It's yeah. from. Um, I actually, love how you're keep, keep you're doing right by the sound effects. Do it. Yeah. We're uh, already drinking. Yeah, it. it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Westbrook Brewing Company. It's their white tie. Um, it's a wit beer, so basically it's like wheat based. Mm-hmm. If you pour it out into a glass, you'd see it's like it'd be a little hazy but kind of golden color. God, I so, love it when he walks me through the visuals. That's <laughs> it, I'm really. Oh my God, it says, Serve in a tool for wine glass. Yeah, that's so, so, like one. I mean, no, pr- I don't want dirty more glasses. But, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, 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 no. no. Yes, um, I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the thought process behind picking this beer. I'll other, drink it. First and foremost was beer pairing to one of the schools in the you know college football playoff. Um, South Carolina, unlike Alabama, has a ton of great breweries. Alex should be down there next week. Um, for a little trip down to Charleston, actually. You're going to uh, Charleston next week? Yeah. Oh my god, me too. So, well, we should compare notes. and uh, When you yeah. guys break off and have your own podcast in the spring, <laughs> then I, I, yeah. know, I know how I'm starting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've had I've had this beer before. It's been a while. But um, I've had a bunch of other stuff at this brewery. It's really good. So it's it's kind of light-bodied, I think. You know, I welcome your guys' thoughts on it. But uh, for compared to like an IPA or anything like that, it's much, much lighter than that. But it's also, I think, pretty flavorful. Has a lot of like citrus, like forward mm-hmm. taste and aroma to me. Um, to, use, also, to use one of your own sayings, the crushability on this is very high. This I would go so smooth. Yeah, for drinking before noon too. I think you know what I also of... like. It's only five. Per- I'm a lightweight by right. nature. It's only five percent alcohol. Right. Which is like you, it's hard to get a good like quality craft beer under. That's like, your point. Six. Yeah. And I do try to the podcast recommend because again, for college football, I mean, it goes from like noon to midnight, or if not later, when you're watching games yeah. in Hawaii or whatnot. Like, so like if you're getting to sit in front of the couch or you know go tailgating or hang out with you know friends all day, you don't want to be like drinking you know seven, eight, nine percent beers all day. It's just impossible. So, impossible. and you, know. you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a fact. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you start with a nice coffee stout yeah, to like, start your day. Physically, is yeah. it considered all day? <laughs> yeah. You start with a nice coffee stuff to get things rolling, and then, you know, you transition to, uh... Well, I know. have to say, that's why I'm always trying Bud Light, because, like, I can do it yeah, all yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, I will say, again, like, this has a lot of other stuff going on, so you might not want to have, you know... I don't know. I really like I this really one. I really like this. Yeah. Have you ever had this? I've before? never had this. So this so, is Westbrook by the White Tie Brewing Company? So, so it's Westbrook Brewing Company, oh, okay, and the other this way beer is called White Tie. Yeah, this is um, fantastic. Yeah, it's, I guess it, you know, the tasting notes on it, like, I guess it's inspired by, you know, Southeast Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. so it has, like, ginger and lemongrass. Yeah, so I figured, different, yeah. not exactly Southeast Asian influence in buffalo chicken, yeah. but spicy, so. Same thing. Thought it might kind of cut through that, but hopefully not kind of, you know, overwhelming. Uh, or, um, whatever your note said in your email, I was, like, spot on, because I tasted this this morning. Again... I was eating fried chicken at like nine thirty. There's, totally nothing, there's no shame in that. Yeah. Totally normal, um, but it will taste really good with that. Um, just just to give you a compliment here, yes. um, Ashton is cool as a cucumber when it comes to like cooking any kind of meats. I'm like so tense. I'm like, am I overcooking it? Am I undercooking it? She just knows. It's like, the beauty of frying. If she can just hear it, and she just has that ear. Um, uh, to interject, I just combined whoa the juice of one lemon. Um, because lemons everybody has, so you can use any kind of acid, so any kind of vinegar that you have in your pantry, 
Um, and then olive oil, equal parts for this. I like it have a lot of acidity and salt. That's it. So like that's the base of our salad. And then I'm using fennel and good lettuce. Do you guys like fennel? Do you know what fennel is? Is that a... You oh, sure. We were just talking about fennel the other day. Oh, you know? yeah. It's one of my favorite root, root festivals. It's a root festival, right? I, I think it's underground. But anyway. <laughs> well, you're Italian. You should know what fennel is. Um, but no, it, it tastes good. It does. It does taste good. But it's got like um, a licorice flavor to it, actually, which sounds kind of weird. But it's really delicious. And I'm just going to take... I won't make you guys do this. I'm just going to take the what's known as the fronds. I like to use. I think these. she's messing with us now. No, but I'm there, there is a The fronds. Well, I, I cooked for you before, Mike. You've had some of my. Yes, food. I have. I have um, delicious. I believe you featured it. It was the strawberry mussels. Yeah, stra- strawberry tomato rose mussels that I made for a group of hooligans in the Hamptons <laughs> that were <laughs> drinking lots of rose. Um, but that was a really good uh, um, dish as well. So you've had a little bit of my cooking. But, okay, so I put the fronds in the bowl with the lettuce. This is the girl part, so I'm sure a lot of people will just, like, tune out. And then I'm using a mandolin. Do you guys have mandolins? No. No. Yep. Yeah. It is kind of dangerous. Mandolin Bay in Las Vegas. I've been there. I've been there. Yes. Um, but I'm just taking it. I'm shaving a half of a head of fennel right on there. And taste that. You guys taste that and see, because I think that would also go really well with the beer, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Licorice right off the bat, yeah. Licorice. Um, but what's great about this, it also it works as like a digestive, so it helps your stomach kind of digest things, which is really good when you're eating like heavy foods all day. Right. Or you're having four to or 20 beverages. Four to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I'm mixing this up right here, and that's our salad. That's it. Easy peasy. Interesting. Yeah, those look pretty easy. Right? Um, okay, cool. So, give me a turn on those uh, fried chicken tenders. Do you want to have any involvement here, Mike? No, I, I, listen, I, I feel like you're pitching a perfect game right now. I don't even want to talk to you. I'm not looking at you on the bench. Like You're doing a great job. There you go. My fryer went off underneath, so they might need another minute. They're getting nice and crispy. And Okay, so going back to the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, what are your picks? Do you guys bet money on them amongst yourselves? No, that would be uh, you know illegal. Yes, of course. In the state of New York, that is illegal. Wait, is it illegal to bet against gay on games? It, it, it is. Um, <laughs> it depends where you are, but uh, for us, it's entertainment purposes only. Right. Hard, hard wink. Right. Um, so yes, I, I've been known to uh, to bet on multiple games per day. Okay. Um, in this particular case, I love Georgia. I think yeah. that they are in a position to win as an underdog okay. in the Rose Bowl. Baker Mayfield is phenomenal. He's bad boy. He's got yes, sexy he facial hair. Everything that you look for in a star quarterback. However, he's a bit of a one-man band, okay. and I think because Oklahoma's defense is so porous that Georgia's going to be able to run the football and win in an upset, potentially setting up for an all-SEC title game. What do you think about the Sugar Bowl? I also like Georgia, too. I got some family connections there, too, so I'm a little biased. But, uh, yeah, I, I think their uh, their offense is just going to be too much for Oklahoma's defense. And, I don't know. Really, again, more from like a beer connoisseur perspective. I, when, it, when I'm in doubt, I just go, well, whatever – Where's the best beer? And like, there's some pretty good breweries in Georgia. I've been to, I've been to a game there. I'm going, uh, going Bulldogs. Would you say Sweetwater's your favorite in the Peach State? Oh, yeah, that is Sweetwater. Sweetwater's good. Um, Terrapin's right there in Athens. So You've I, always been a Terrapin fan. Yeah. You've been, you know, flying their flag for years. Yeah. Also, like their mascot, little turtle. You know, it, it's just... Uh... <laughs> That's like the pansiest mascot on the planet. 
I, I, okay, I try to find any kind of rationale I can when I... Uh, any when I animal whose their, their number one defense is just hiding inside of their own turtleneck. Not not the best, most fearsome animal. Well, but, see, I grew up... I grew up... wears a turtleneck. I just feel like it hides inside its own oh, shell. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah, it yeah. putting on its defenses. Well, again, everything traces back to childhood. Like, I... Pretty sure it's due to my affinity for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. as a child. Yeah. So. Okay. so if at any point we're too deep in the weeds on stats or analytics for reasons we're picking, just let us know. Jib is liking George and he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I needed to right. like heat back up. So you guys keep going. I love this. Uh, for the Sugar Bowl. And tell us when they are. Because most sure. of the people watching, uh, listening to my podcast, all 12 of them, Two of them are my family members, and the other ten are female. Maybe the other eight are female. So what's great, it's a big piece of great news this year. The last three years, the college football playoff has been on New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. which anyone in a committed relationship around the country just hates it. Because it's this battle. It's like, yeah, honey, I I want to go out, and I want to watch this game and ruin our plans, or I'm going to go to a fancy cocktail party for... New Year's Eve, but then I'm going to have one eye at the bar across yeah. the street the whole time. Luckily, they're moving into New Year's Day this okay. year for a doubleheader. So, ideally, you're going to be a little hungover on the couch. Yep. Maybe you get things turned around with a buffalo chicken, you know, a little salad wrap. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to force your hand one way or the other. <laughs> Throwing it back. And then it's going to be a doubleheader. I believe it's like 5.30, 8.30 yep. in the evening. Um, so, that's where you can watch that. And when it comes to the Sugar Bowl, I like Clemson to yep. dispatch with Alabama. But... Uh, Maybe maybe the beers can be the uh, deciding vote here. I mean, again, I, I picked uh, I picked the South Carolina beer. Um, I mean, I I love Alabama in, in general. Um, got a lot of Alabama gear. I'm a roll you know roll tie roll that's kind really of guy. That's really what it's about. Just exactly. Beer. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> when in doubt, yes. When in uh, doubt, yeah. choose the one yeah. where you have the most clothing from. Exactly. Um, I mean, you can do as much as you want trying to figure out you know advanced stats and past history and injuries yeah. and all these things, but. When it comes to betting for fun, you should at least bet for what you want to see happen. Right. And in this case, I think it's totally reasonable to take one underdog, one favorite, go Clemson, Georgia, and then match them with the national title game. Yeah. And we're also get we're still getting the rematch from last year. We're just getting it around early, so yep. you, you kind of this is the third year in a row that Alabama will be playing Clemson in a bowl game. You know what? It's so funny that you should say that because I remember my I just said my brother in law goes to or went to Clemson, and his whole family went to Clemson. My sister went to Tulane and I went to Wake, so we just became like kind of Clemson fans because our two teams like were horrible. By the way, Wake Forest in the bowl game this year had a pretty but decent that's year. the other thing. Okay, so here aside, my second point, um, speaking to the Clemson thing, yes, it's always been on like a weird day, night, and I remember them playing on like New Year's Eve when they would be, because we would always spend it down in Charleston, they mm-hmm. would, my sister would have like a conniption because he would be like staring at the TV so it <laughs> doesn't surprise me about the Alabama thing but then the second thing is what do you think about so many bo- I just by the way pulled the chicken tenders out and salted them they look fantastic they're going to hang yeah. for a couple seconds and then we're going to dunk them in a buffalo sauce um, what do you think about because you just mentioned that there's a bowl game that Wake Forest is in but beyond that like do you think it's crazy how many bowls there are because doesn't like everybody get in a bowl then and doesn't that defeat its like specialness to it so I think it, it always depends on the program. So 
case in point, this yeah. year um, we're looking at fried chicken tenders. Yep. Popeyes is a title sponsor of the Bahamas Bowl. Okay. And generally, it why is... why the Bahamas? Though? Why isn't it something in like New Orleans? Oh, or does it just rotate the sponsor per year? So they they generally go wherever you know a stadium is available. They either like to go for an enclosed stadium in cold weather or okay. a warm weather venue. So the Bahamas is perfect, even though they don't play in a football stadium. I want to say they play in a cricket. Field with it, a track around it. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. It, it looks like you know a middle tier high school kind of field. Um, but what I like about it is they usually take two up and coming teams. And okay. University of Alabama Birmingham, okay. they uh, they put their program on ice. They essentially said we're not playing football two years ago, and Why? They're, they're, uh, they're they, bad. they were losing money and they were bad. Yeah, the money. And then all of a sudden the always alu- goes back to yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, the alumni rose up and they said you know even though we're bad, it's a huge part of our culture. You know, yeah. tailgating. So they raised a bunch of money. They got a bunch of support. The program came back this year. Mm-hmm. They had a dream season. They went eight and four. They didn't beat anyone who's any good. You wouldn't watch them and confuse them with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But in this case, it's a feel good story, and that's kind of what I like about the smaller bowl games: ridiculous bowl sponsors, feel good stories, and then also just something to throw on the TV on a random Wednesday. Well, and especially this time of year. You'd rather watch it than yeah. not watch it. Right. And that's I get it. and that's the thing. That's why it's still profitable because like it's better than watching you know. A sports fan rerun or, you know, um, you know, whatever else is on during daytime TV in a time of year when a lot of people have off from work and school and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's something to kind of, like, fill the void, but also showcase a lot of these teams that, you know, probably never have been or probably will never have, like, a legit shot of winning, like, a national title. But it's still kind of, like, gives them something to play for and kind of also rewards them by maybe giving them a trip to the Bahamas or whatever it is. And there's, there's another element to it. And I didn't know this until about 10 years ago when I started following the sport a little more closely, they get bowl grab bags. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did. I heard your swag bags. Swag bags. bags. (laughs) Yes. And it can go from anything from like, you know, a fossil watch to an iPhone cover to, you know, a a track suit kind of thing. But I think it's just cool. I mean, the kids work really hard. I mean, it's true. It's hard to be a college athlete. Yes, absolutely. Regardless of where you go to school or what sport you play. So I agree. But God forbid someone gives them a free tattoo or no, a yeah, free meal or something like that. Then they're getting suspended. Hard, hard finger wagging. Meal, you're one. not allowed to get a free meal? So say I'm an alumni okay. and Baker Mayfield shows up in New York. He was here last weekend for the Heisman presentation. Hey, I love you. You know, you've, you've shined a positive light on our school. I want to take you to a steak dinner. That would be an NCAA violation. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. A lot of controversy about that. And that's so, kind of dumb. So, Baker was here right now. He yeah. couldn't enjoy these delicious buffalo tenders. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's paying for it for him. Isn't it go back to that? Well, I mean, somebody bought it. He would have to pay me. Like, he would probably have to give me a dollar. It's like a car. Can't you not give a car to somebody? I feel like the dollar move is you've become my lawyer. Just, you know, yeah. throw that dollar in your <laughs> yeah, pocket now. We have lawyer client <laughs> privilege, so. Uh, <laughs> it's um, very complicated, very quick. <laughs> Um, by the way, I just pulled together this. Does this look good, guys? It looks it's delicious. delicious. I'm going to make you taste it and then I'm going to make you eat it. In that it's, order, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, want, well, I want you to taste it and like talk about it. Sure, first. yes. Okay, so what I did is I just put my salad on a plate and I just put my chicken tenders. What I did is I combined equal parts butter and hot sauce to make my buffalo sauce. Um, and then I just put it on top of the salad. That's it. I've yeah. been watching diners, drive-ins, and dives yeah. as to teach Here. me how not to talk about food. So I'm not going to say it's out of bounds or booyah or throw my shades in the back of my head. Um, uh, but come in here and get a bite of this because I want to know what you guys think. And then 
I like how it looks healthy, like there's a lot of greenery on the plate. Like, Even though I know I'm eating fried chicken, but I can justify brain, it. Yeah. By putting a little piece of lettuce on it, now it's healthy. It's good, right? It's fantastic. I'll say right off the bat, it it's, it's the so good that it doesn't need a ranch or a blue cheese. Mm. Amen. Because yeah. that has mayonnaise in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is the devil. As we've established. Wow, that's really good. Right? You chose the perfect beer. Thank you. That was, uh, I want to say mostly luck. Uh, a little bit of luck, because again, I'm kind of limited in the Venn diagram of like, what school? What schools are eligible like in the playoffs? Yeah. What? What? In this case, the extra like component to what food we're going to have. Yeah. And also like what you can, what beer you can actually get your hands on in, in like, this area, especially from these. All these teams are you know Georgia, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Alabama. Can't get a lot of those beers up in New York City area, so kind of lucked out on this one. Yeah. Yeah, this pairs perfectly, and your your ego is going to run amok from here on out. I mean, yeah. you basically half court switched this. So. Yeah. yeah, you, you just really raised. Did. That was such, I didn't even know you until twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> just raise my uh, raise my pine class to the Raptors, and I'll retire from here. Never awesome. knew that. Well, now I need to come on your show and just sit there and heckle because I feel like oh, and you need to heckle me. and drink yeah, at the same would, time. That's I feel great. like I have no input. I'll just be there. That's drunk, like. Half a beer in. You'll just be another drunk person on the podcast. That's pretty much my role, so feel free. You'll, yeah, you'll be taking over for me soon enough. Awesome. Okay, so give us the the spiel again of who's playing who, when it is, um, your picks, and then where we can find your podcast. Sure. So New Year's Day, you're going to have a doubleheader, uh, I believe, at like 5, 5.30, 8, 8.30, and that'll be the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl matching Georgia and Oklahoma. Jibs and I both like Georgia in that game, and then the Sugar Bowl being Clemson and Alabama, we're, we're both on Clemson. We're not trying to kiss up to the, to the host here, but mm-hmm. I feel like they are a complete team. And what's interesting about sports gambling is that Alabama is actually the favorite, mm-hmm. according to Vegas insiders. But that's not their prediction. That's more what they predict the public's going to vote on because people love betting on Alabama. They've been so good for about a decade. Yeah. Uh, for our podcast, you can follow us at Shooting the Breeze over at iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as our Twitter, at Breeze underscore podcast. That's B-R-E-E-S-E. If you like... Nailed that. I, I, I think so. Stick, stick, yeah, the landing. stick the landing. Do you yeah. have anything to add, Gibbler? No, I'm just uh, along for the ride, the food and the booze, and uh, you can hear me on uh, the Shooting the Breeze podcast. Uh, Part two. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have the big okay, bowl extravaganza to... coming. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, thank you guys for coming to Lady Lair and eating my fried chicken. Um, everybody have a safe and happy holiday, and we'll see you in the new year. Thanks, guys. <laughs>